I'm titling today's message, Believe More. And uh, I taught something on Wednesday evening, the 26th of April, two Wednesdays ago. And when I was praying this week, Lord, what do you want for this Sunday? The Lord said, I want you to re-preach that, but in a little bit of a different way. It's the same kind of basic message, but I'm going to come at it from a little bit of some different scriptures and a different angle. And the Lord said, it's very important people understand this truth. Are you ready? Because if you, now that was bad. Are you ready? If you open up your heart, it will help you. I know that's every week we say that, but I, I really mean it. If you will open up your heart and listen to what your pastor's telling you and listen to my example and my, my not failure, but my lack in certain areas, it'll help you because all of us are going through the same thing. And, 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 the, and the answer is the same for all of us. We, we, there's no difference between a minister and a non-minister. It's the same. It's just heightened for me because I have more to believe for than you. Really? Oh, Yes. Because I don't just have my family to believe for, I have a ministry to believe for. Then I have a second ministry to believe for. Now I've passed Nancy's Canadian office to believe for. Uh, plus we've got works overseas now to believe for. So I have to live this or things will start to crumble. But I'm living it. I'm not a hypocrite. I Believe me, I'm not. I, I'm living this. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm getting there. And you, you can get there with me. And so I want to, before I turn, you turn in the word, I want to tell you a story. Every now and then, thank you, Holy Ghost, for your help and your, your mighty aid today yes. to let my words be that of a ready writer, to speak the oracles of God, write it upon their hearts, bring them revelation into your word, that that would produce faith and victory in their life, according to 1 John 5, 4, and I give you praise for it. I yield to your anointing, and I thank you, Lord, with it I can do all things. Without it I can do nothing. So I yield to it, and I rely on it fully, and I thank you for that anointing that helps today, and the angels that help in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the, every now and then, people... Uh, uh, People watch us or hear us on the radio, and then they'll contact us, and so and they don't go to the church. And so there was a situation some time ago, not that long ago, earlier this year, where somebody contacted, uh, and they got, a, I don't know how they got a hold of my phone number, <laughs> so uh, I don't know how they got a hold of my phone number, but they did. So they called me. I don't like talking to people that don't go to the church because I don't know who they are. But they said, we have a desperate situation. Our son, he's a teenager. Our son is mentally, um, um, no, not mentally challenged. He is uh, mental health issues. Okay. Basically, he's like a schizophrenic kind of thing. And uh, just out of his mind, not, not normal thinking in his thinking. And you know, when kids are like that, they, and the thing, demons come into children, teenagers, because of a lot of reasons. Sure. And lots of it's what they watch or what they're involved in. If they're doing drugs or different things, it opens a door. And they said to me, we're in a really bad spot. We heard you preach. And we heard that you said that Jesus casts out devils. But we don't know any church that can do that. We've asked and nobody can help us. And would you please help us? And I said, no, you need to come to the church. And, and they said, well, you know, we, 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 we might kind of thing. But would you please still help us? So I was going to say no, because I can't just help everybody out there that has a need. I have to focus on my sheep. And there's a lot of people that ask, and I don't always feel prompted to say yes. Because, listen, if you're not going to sit under the word and renew your mind, the help I can give you is very limited because you've got to know how to stand your ground. But in this situation, the Lord prompted me to go ahead and help that person, help that family. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll help you. And so I went and ministered to this young man and uh, took authority over the devil and commanded it to come out. And in my heart, I knew that he was not completely free. I'm not talking about manifestations or anything. I'm just talking about I just knew by the word of knowledge that that thing had not completely left him. So I was discouraged a little bit, and I went home, and I said, Lord, I, I, I did what you asked me to do, and I, I, I used the faith I have, and I believe when I command those demons to come out that they have to obey me. And I said, because your word says, if you say unto this mountain, that's anything that is an obstacle. Could be sickness, could be demons, could be finance, it doesn't matter. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. And you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you say will come to pass. You'll have exactly what you say. And I said, I believe that. And I said, but I know in my spirit that it didn't fully leave. And I said, could you help me with that? Now listen, God would not have answered me if I didn't talk to him. 
Dad Hagen always said, there's some things, not everything, but there's some things God won't talk to you about unless you talk to him about it. He's waiting for you to be interested enough, instead of just whining about why it didn't work, for you to be interested enough to talk to him about why it didn't work. And so I know he wouldn't have talked to me unless I talked to him, but I said, Father, I'm asking you for your help on this because I want to be a better minister, a more skillful minister. And when people like this have needs, I don't want to go and have a half deal. I want a full deal. <laughs> and so I said, Lord, I don't understand what happened. And so the, and I said, and I know it didn't leave, so I don't know what happened. I said something happened, but I don't know fully what. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, the devil didn't come out. He said, but the devil stood off, stood back. And I said, well, what good is that? I wanted to come out. In other words, I wanted totally broken. And I said, so I guess I failed in that. And he, he's very kind. Even when he corrects you, he's kind. And he said, no. He said, because without the devil standing back, that child would have committed suicide this week. Well, I guess when you look at it like that, that's a great success. Because that child's still beating, heart is still beating because the pressure to kill himself uh, has stood back from him. That means the pressure's not as great to kill himself. But that thing is still there. And that thing has to leave. And the Lord said it didn't come out, but it stood back from him, but it's still influencing him. But its effect is lessened because of the authority that you used. And as a result, he, he's not going to kill himself. So he said, you know, you don't need to feel bad. I'm not, he didn't say that, but that's the spirit of what he was saying. You don't have to feel guilty. And I said, but Lord, thank you for that. That does make me feel better that at least I brought some help to that family. I said, they don't know that though. They don't know he would have killed himself or whatever. So they don't, they just think it didn't really work. Yeah. I said, but that's fine. I need this to work because I'm going to Africa and I'm going to Philippines, and I'm going to places where the demon manifestations are a lot more than here. I didn't say there's more demons, although there probably are more demons, because they worship a lot of false gods in more abundance. And so there's a lot more that happens in those countries than here. I said, but Lord, I, I got to have some skill when I'm going to these places. And if I'm not even skillful with this, I don't know. Like, I've, you got to talk to me. You got to help me. I'm glad I helped the kid, but I, it's not enough for me. I'm being honest with you. Are you listening to me? Now, you better listen because there's things I don't just mean demons, but whatever it is in your life that isn't working, there's lots of things in all of our lives that aren't working. So whether it's demons, healing, sick, whatever, finances, whatever, marriage, doesn't matter. Whatever's not working, this applies to whatever's not working. Your business doesn't grow, this applies to that. You can't get thoughts out of your mind. You're obsessing about something, it applies to that. Anything you can't get pregnant, it applies to that. You're losing your hair, it applies to that. No, I'm serious. You got a lying problem? Your name's Fred, but you keep saying, hi, I'm Jack. You know, you just can't say the truth. You got a thieving problem? Whatever it is, this will help you. And therefore, it helps 100% of the people in this room because everybody's got things that aren't working right. But we're all growing. I said, you better help me, Lord. I need your help, Lord. And I said, what did I do wrong? Because obviously something's wrong and it's not on your side. So it has to be on my side. So what did I do wrong? And he answered me and he said these words. He said, you don't believe enough. I don't believe enough. I know Mark eleven twenty four like I wrote it. I believe. Listen, if God tells you it's blue, don't tell him it's green. It doesn't matter that you think it's green. He said it's blue. He said you don't believe enough. And I, I mean, I, that is hard to receive because I believe. And I said, Lord, if you say it's that, then that's what it is. I said, but I find that hard to believe. But you said I don't believe enough, so I don't believe enough. Now, you know, because I'm kind of reeling from his comment, uh, it, it's a stupid question. The next question I asked, it's a really stupid question. And, and you, 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 that's why I put 88% up and 100% because you won't think that I'm smart when I say the next question. But because I'm reeling from his response, I'm not really thinking about what, what the nonsense that I'm about to say is. He said, you don't believe enough. I said, really? Okay, well, if you say it, then, I have, then it's true because you don't lie. So I guess I don't believe enough. I said, what can I do? It's a really stupid question. What can I do? He said, believe more. 
if you don't believe enough, why are you asking what do you need to do? You just need to believe more. But he didn't say idiot. He didn't, he's not mean. But he, and he didn't even say it sarcastically. He just said, believe more. And that's how he said it to me with tone. So you can say, believe more. In other words, you idiot. Or you can say, that he did, how you say it matters. Because it has a totally different connotation. He didn't say it that way. He said, believe more. Like a, huh. Like it's not a big deal, son. Just believe more. I said, believe more. Believe more. Believe more. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to ask it. I'm thinking, how do I believe more? And then I thought, oh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Oh, the word. Oh, oh, oh. Meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. Meditate day and night that you may observe to do according and you'll have prosper and have good success. Oh, faith comes by meditating on the word. Uh, Randy Greer, I just preached that recently. Randy Greer just preached that when he came. Oh, you're telling me to meditate more. Meditate more. And then I'm thinking, how can, in my natural mind, I'm thinking, so you can't filter through a natural mind. I'm thinking, how can meditating more get the devil out of somebody? But it does. Because when you meditate more, you'll believe more. And when you believe more, the power of God will work with you more. And things that are stuck in and stubborn will, will, will leave. Whether it's whatever, whatever category, it doesn't matter what category, it will obey you. And he said, I want you to believe. You need to believe me more. So that was a bit of a shock to me. Uh, because I really be believe that I'm believing because I am believing, but my, I'm just explaining to you. You got to listen to my heart, my measure of believing or my level of faith. And there are different levels of faith because the Bible talks about little faith. It talks about no faith. Then it talks about growing faith. It talks about great faith. It talks about exceeding great faith. So there's different levels of faith. Everybody starts at the same level. God has dealt, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, to every man the measure of faith, but it doesn't end at that measure. The person's growth rate and hunger and meditation determines how it grows. And just because you've been a Christian a long time, don't pat yourself on the back too much because that doesn't mean you have greater faith because you've had more years under your belt. People that have been saved a year but are going after God with everything they've got, they can pass you in their faith very easily because God is not a respecter of how much of a veteran you are of how many years since you prayed the sinner's prayer. He's looking for the hunger of your heart because the hungrier you are and the more you seek him and the more you meditate, the faster your faith will grow and the more answers you'll get. Are you with me? So obviously there is a requirement for more faith. And he said, believe more. What do I do? You don't believe enough. What's wrong? You don't believe enough. Well, what do I do about that? Believe more. So then I said, okay, Lord, I will believe more. It's hard. See, it takes humility. It's hard for you to accept correction, especially when you think you don't need correction. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. If you're going to go on with God, it takes humility because nothing that is ever going to happen in your life has to do with God. God's done everything he's going to do through Jesus. Now, his power has to manifest things in the real time moment, but his power can't manifest unless you release faith. So really, if anything goes wrong, you can't blame God. Well, I need his power. I need his power. I can't heal myself. I need his power. Yes, you need his power. And yes, his power is going to manifest, but it will manifest or not manifest based on your faith. So if it's not working, it's not his side. It's your side because you don't believe. Are you listening? But you have to have humility because if you believe that you're right and that you don't need to be corrected, you're your own worst enemy and your, your boat is sinking and you don't even realize it. Because if it's not on God's side and it's on your side, but you're too proud to accept his correction, you're in big trouble. You won't get the answer. So I cannot emphasize strongly enough a teachable heart, a humble heart, a heart that does not argue with God. When God says jump, on the way up, you ask how high. You don't ask how high, you start jumping. That's the attitude I'm trying to say. You, if you're going to go on with God, you've got to humble yourself under his mighty hand, the Bible says, and he will give you grace and he will exalt you. So I had to humble myself because I did not think he was right based on what I interpret my faith level at. But the proof is in the eating of the pudding. If the devil didn't come out, it doesn't matter how great or not great or how much faith or not faith I think I have. The evidence dictates otherwise. Are you with me? So now impure hearted people, wrong hearted people, proud people will now blame things. 
Well, the devil didn't come out because they opened the door. The devil didn't come out because, you know, they're not faithful to the local church. The devil didn't come out because of this, because of that. And the Lord said to me, don't you ever talk to me about what somebody's opened the door. He said, when you're counseling them, that's something you need to address. But when you're out there and you're ministering to people, it's not your issue whether they open the door. It's your issue to minister to them in the power of the Spirit. He said, give me one example in Scripture where I, where I, where I was telling people and not ministering to them because they opened the door. You can't find one in the Bible. Now, Jesus said to the guy that was healed, you better close the door. Sin not, lest the worst thing come on thee. But you notice he didn't not minister to him because he had opened the door. He just ministered to him, got him free, and then said, now going forward, keep the door shut. But he didn't reject somebody because they had made a mistake. And the Lord said, don't you bring that up as an excuse to me. This is not their side. This is your side, Craig. So the proud heart will blame reasons why. Well, it didn't work because of them. That's not humility. It didn't work because of me. And if there's a problem with them, God will tell me. Do you understand? Because sometimes there are people that are hindering it and the issue is with them. But God has to show you that when you're ministering to them. But if he, if he tells me, son, believe more, then obviously the issue is with me. So a humble heart says, yes, sir. Not arguing. I'm, I've got to emphasize that point because so many people, whether you realize it or not, you argue. Are you listening to me? If you have an argumentative nature with your boss, you are hurting yourself because that will go over into your spiritual life with God. If you have an argumentative nature with your spouse, that will hurt your spiritual life because you're so in the habit of arguing, it will go over into your prayer life. If you have an, oh, I hope the saints are listening today, Jesus. If you have an argumentative nature with your pastor, and some of you do, it will go over into your spiritual life and you'll wonder why things don't work for you right Stop arguing and humble yourself and say, Father, you're the ultimate authority over me. And if you're telling me it's my, it's my issue, it's my issue. And I said, Father, I'm not arguing with you. It's my issue. I don't believe enough. I thought I did, but I don't. So I will believe more. And I said, and I know I got to believe with the word. The word helps me believe. The word brings me faith. Praying in tongues strengthens it, but the Lord, the word brings it. I said, if you wouldn't mind, sir, could you please give me a scripture? To back this up, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking, there is no scripture, so he can't give me one. <laughs> I mean, there's scriptures, like, I'm sneaky, and God knows he loves me anyway. There's scriptures like, you know, the ones I quote, faith comes by hearing you, but I thought, in this case, there's no scripture. And I know there's no scripture. So I'm going to ask him, let's see what he says. Because I kind of want him to know that I also know a little bit what's going on here, and there really isn't a scripture, but go ahead and try, Lord. You see how stupid we can be? <laughs> oh my God, how stupid we can be. And he came right back and he said, sure, I'll give, you this, I'll give you one, no problem. And so I'd like to read you the scripture he gave me. And not only was it in a general, you know, you could be talking about finances, but he gives you a scripture about healing, but the principle applies to finances. So as I'm looking it up, I'm thinking, well, this is probably one of those scriptures that applies, but it's not exactly and no, it was exactly. And I forgot it was in the Bible. That's why we need to read the Bible more, because I forgot it was even in there. Mark chapter 9. Mark. It's always causing me trouble, Mark. Mark chapter 9, please, and verse somewhere, verse 20-something. Let's just start. Go to 20, and we'll figure out where we are. Yeah. So Mark chapter 9. And this is a scripture, but it's specifically about demons. I mean, God couldn't have given a more perfect analogy, and I forgot this was in the Bible, in terms of specifically what he, how he handled it. Okay, verse uh, number, <laughs> oh boy, Lord, you want me to say that? Okay. So he comes down from the mountain, and he's just been transfigured, right? Verse 14, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning them. Scribes are religious people. Jesus don't want you questioned by religious people. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and ran, running to him, saluted him. Remember, Jesus had been transfigured, so his face was glowing. And he asked the scribes, notice that? What question ye with them? Jesus don't like you talking to religious people because they're that religious thing, get on you. Are you listening to me? Yes. 
Be careful what preachers you listen to. Be careful what podcasts you listen to. Be careful what you watch on the internet. Because people with a religious spirit, Jesus don't want his disciples anywhere near them. He don't want them defending or, or, or def- whatever. He doesn't want them arguing. He doesn't want, he says, why are you talking to my boys? You get away from my boys. Because he knows their motives are wrong. That's something on the side. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I've brought to thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. That means he can't speak. And whithersoever he taketh him, he tears him and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. That means he shrivels or withers away. And I spake to your disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. That means they tried and they couldn't, just like me. <laughs> and he answered and said, oh, faithless. The answer is faithless. That's why he said you don't believe enough. Oh, faithless generation, how long will I be with you and how long will I put up with you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long ago is it ago since this came to him? And he said, of a child. So obviously this boy is not a child anymore, is he? Because he said, of a child. So he's got to be at least a teenager, or not, if not higher. Now, it's inter- I don't want to get into it because this is a demonology issue. We don't have to talk about that today. But I'm just saying it's interesting. Jesus asked how long. One of the things Randy Greer has been teaching me how to cast out devils. And he said, often what he asks is how long. And the reason is because the longer the spirit has been there, the more stubborn they are to leave. And so you can determine if you need fasting and prayer sometimes based on how long the demon's been there. You don't always need fasting and prayer to cast out devils. But when they've been there a long time, you do. Anyway, that's another thing. So he asks how long. Uh, And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you, now watch now, this is not faith. But if you, if, Dad Hagen called if the badge of doubt. But if you can do anything, if you can, I'm not sure if you can. But if you can, help us and have compassion on us. And Jesus didn't say, I will, did he? He said, if you. You're saying, God, if you can help me. And what's God saying to you? If you. If you say if, God's coming right back on you. God, help me. If you can believe. Not say, maybe I can, maybe I can. Maybe you can help me, maybe you can't help me. If you can help me, but you might not be able to, but if you can, please help me. That's not faith. Faith does not say if. Faith says, Jesus, I know you can help me. And I'm asking for your help. That's faith. Saying if is not faith. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to them who believe. And straightway the father of child cried out, with tears, he, Jesus don't walk. He's not moved by all your tears. He's weeping now. Help me, Lord. I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. He just admitted he didn't believe. I've got some faith, but I've got mixed in with unbelief. Now, you, did you notice? Pay very close attention. Jesus did not honor. He did not do this because of the man's faith. He healed the leper because of the leper's faith. The leper just didn't know if he wanted to, but it wasn't that he said, if you could. Jesus said, can I do this? He said, you can do this, but I don't know if you want to do this. And Jesus said, I want to do this. And he honored the faith. See, there's a difference to not knowing God's nature, but still having faith. This man didn't have any faith. Jesus only honors faith. He only honors faith. So he didn't cast the devil out because the man had faith. Get that clear. He cast the devil out because he didn't want the devil to make a scene. Get that clear. Because a lot of people think, well, Jesus helped the man and he didn't have any faith, so he'll help me because I don't have any faith. No, that's wrong doctrine. Jesus, it didn't say that he cast the devil out because the man, because he was compassionate on the man. The, the man asked for compassion. Jesus didn't give the compassion for what the man was asking. The man was saying, I don't have faith, but please do it anyway. Jesus didn't do it because of that. He said, you have to believe. Notice that? If you believe, anything's possible. But if you don't believe, I can't help you. So why did he cast it out then? And straightway the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And, uh, and then Jesus, when he saw the people, came running together. You see, people like to see demon shows. Oh, yes. People love to see manifestations of the demonic. Yeah. 
and he saw the people are starting to crowd now because this kid is foaming and writhing and growling and all this nonsense and Jesus did not want the devil to take center stage that's why he stopped it not because the man had faith are you with me when he saw the people running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, and I can tell you this because I've studied every miracle and every healing in the Bible, and I did a Bible school course on it last year, and we went through every single miracle and healing in the Bible, and you don't find one place anywhere where Jesus did something, but he didn't comment about their faith. He always comments about their faith. If he was going to do it because they had faith, he tells them they had faith. So this case, he didn't tell the man he had faith. So he didn't do it because the man had faith. He did it because he didn't want the devil uh, making a show and all the people starting to gawk at what this demonized boy was doing. God does not like manifestations taking center stage. Are you with me? He's not into that. He's just come down from Mount Transfiguration and he's glowing. He wants, he wants him and the anointing to take center stage, not some devil wallowing and foaming. So because he saw the people were starting to get their attention off him and onto that devil, he decided, I'm going to step in here, even though the man's got no faith, and even though normally I wouldn't, but because I'm not going to give this day to the devil, I'm going to step in and deal with this thing. Do you understand? You've got to understand that clearly. And he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, thou deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said he is dead. Now this is, uh, some people say this was an epileptic thing. Other people say it was not. It doesn't really matter because the Bible doesn't say. But in many cases with those types of things, you have to tell the spirit not to come back. Uh, Randy Greer, his son, as a little baby, struggled with epilepsy and different things. And it was very dangerous. And he would cast it out, and the boy would be fine, but then it would come back. Well, one day, Dad Hagen was in their home, in Randy Greer's home, eating with him. And apparently, you can tell if a baby is on the verge of having a seizure because there's certain things that they start to do, and you can tell it's about to happen. And they saw the pre-seizure things, and that can kill a child. I mean, that can, that can permanently disable a child. And he saw that, and so... Anyway, basically, he said, Dad, I've, I've cast this out, but it keeps coming back. And Dad, thank God for a spiritual father. Dad Abe said, I command you, come out. And that spirit came out. But then, here's the thing. He said, and don't you ever come back into this boy. And he said to Randy, he said, you didn't tell it not to come back. He said, you cast it out, but you didn't tell it not to come back. You got to tell it not to come back. And it will never come back. And it never came back one time again in Randall Jr.'s life. So Jesus, with this thing that is acting like epilepsy, although it may not have been, he said, you come out and don't come back in. And the boy was healed. And Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up and arose. Praise God. And when he was come to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? That's exactly what I asked. And he said to them, this kind come forth, but not by nothing but by prayer and fasting. In other words, uh, prayer and fasting for this kind of demon, you got to have something more. But the first answer was faithless. Now, you still with me? A little bit of a different flow today, but just stay with me. Matthew 17, verse 20. I know you were wanting to see it in another scripture. So in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20, I want to read it to you because it gives, always read the stories. If there's more than one gospel recording, read both gospels. Because I'm telling you, Matthew was not Mark. And by the way, Mark wasn't there. Mark wasn't a disciple. <laughs> a lot of people think he is. Do you know who Mark was? He was Peter's secretary. Years later, Peter decided he didn't feel like writing. And so he dictated what happened to Mark. And Mark wrote the book of Mark. Are you with me? Just like Luke was not a disciple. And Luke was not there with Jesus. How did Luke know? Because the disciples dictated it to Luke. And he wrote it. Luke was Paul's secretary, traveling companion. They, Luke was not around Jesus and Mark was not around Jesus. They never saw it with their own eyes. But the disciples in Mark's case, particularly Peter, spoke to Mark and told him exactly what happened and Mark wrote it down. And Mark's getting credit today. That was the best deal in the whole world. I wish Peter now wishes he had written his own gospel because uh, <laughs> then it would have been Matthew, Peter, Luke, and John. But it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So now have a look at Matthew, please, 17. Now Matthew was there 
and John was there. So only two of the gospel recordings were the men were actually there live and in person. Matthew was there and John was there. But have a look at Matthew chapter 17, please. And I want you to start there, please, if you, if you would with me, and verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him. So the other translation didn't say he was kneeling down. And saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. And sore vexed. For oft times he falls into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, that they, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse. Oh, now Matthew's messing with us. Now he's giving us extra descriptive words. Do you know what the word perverse means in this case? It means to distort or misinterpret the gospel. What he's saying is, not only do you folks don't have faith, you distort and misinterpret what I'm teaching. And Jesus don't like that. He wants you to get it. He wants you to get it clear. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you or suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus, now the other account gives more details. He asked him how long. This one doesn't say that. Jesus rebuked the devil. The other one, he told him the words. He said, come out and enter him again no more. This one doesn't say the exact words. So we interpret the two together and we'll get a full picture. Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. When, the, when they came, then came the disciples to Jesus apart, privately, and said, why could we not cast him out? That's the same question I asked God. Now watch this, are you ready? Verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. There it is, my brothers and sisters. Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, he's not dealing with a mountain, he's dealing with the devil. But he's calling everything a mountain. It's a general phrase. You could say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind cometh not out, but by prayer and fasting. Meaning, listen, are you listening? If you really study this, I don't have time to get into all the, the initial wording and the original language, but just try to take my word for it. If you study this, what Jesus was saying is, you can't cast, if you can't cast out a devil, it's because you don't believe. But in certain demonic cases of stronger spirits, in addition to believing, add prayer and fasting. But not every requires prayer and fasting. But every demon requires faith. Do you understand? So he's saying, you couldn't cast it out because you don't believe. But in this case, because of the strength of it, you had to add prayer and fasting. Anyway, are you with me? So when the Lord said to me, he said, uh, why, why, why didn't it work, Lord? He said, you didn't believe enough. He could have said to me, you don't have enough faith. He could have said faithless. But he, he didn't want to say to me faithless because I have some faith. Yeah. Faithless means no faith. Yeah. But he said to me, you didn't believe enough, meaning you needed more faith. Yeah. And he said, you couldn't cast it out because of your unbelief. The disciples had some faith, but it wasn't enough to move that measure of problem. You may have a problem, you're trying to move it, but it's going to take, in some cases, and it may not be demonic, I'm just talking, it may take greater faith. It may take more believing to move certain things. Okay, are you still with me? There is a rotten lie. And God spoke this to me when I was studying for this morning. He said, do it a little differently than Wednesday night. I'm going to have you share different things, but it's the same basic message. And he spoke to me, he said, now listen to me, I'm just telling you what I heard God say, and it's true because I've witnessed it with my own ears. He said, there's a lie that some ministers are telling folks. And that is, it don't matter how much faith you got. It only matters how you use it. I've heard that for years. And you know where that lie came? The Lord spoke to me. He said, you know where that came from? I said, no. He said, that comes from the seeker sensitive deception. That comes from ministers. Listen, and I've faced it myself. Somebody doesn't get something from God and they're hurting and they're grieving, and they're frustrated, and they've suffered loss. For the minister to come and say, you don't have enough faith. Right. Well, well, and it hurts them. Yeah. What do you mean you don't have enough faith? I'm trying my best. <laughs> you don't, there's no love in this place. So because ministers are getting tired, some of them, of people taking offense to them saying this, what they've done to save feelings 
is now they're saying, oh, no, you have enough faith. You did nothing wrong. You don't need to correct anything. You have enough faith. It's just you didn't use it the right way. And the Lord said to me, that's a lie. Are you listening to me? That's a lie. Because it's not only, it is partly, you know, every lie has a bit of truth to it. There is truth to say how you use your faith matters. Faith comes by hearing. It doesn't operate by hearing. It operates by speaking. So if somebody doesn't operate in faith the right way, it doesn't matter how much they have. It's not going to work anyway. So there's a truth to that. But don't take the truth of that to now, to now subtly change the other and say, it doesn't matter how much faith you have. It just matters. Don't worry. You, you're great. You're perfect. You don't need to change anything. You see, that's what, that's what this wrong spirit does. It tells regular Christians that they're great. Why? Are you listening to me? Because in our society, nobody wants to be corrected. We have a rebellious society. It's rebellion out there and the spirit of the world has come into the church. And now the church thinks, I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do. I'm not going to let my wife, my husband, my boss, anybody tell me what to do. And I'm not going to let the preacher tell me what to do. So when the preacher says, you don't have enough faith, what? And they get offended and leave the church. So the preacher doesn't want people to leave the church. So now he dumbs it down. Well, you have plenty of faith. It's just how you use it. Are you following me? The Lord said to me, he said, that's a lie. He said, there's some truth, which is why people believe it, because it does matter how you use your faith. But don't ignore the first part, because it also matters how much faith you have. And Jesus said, it doesn't listen to you. The mountain won't move for you. Not because you didn't use it right, but because you don't have enough of it. We got to be very clear. So that's why I'm telling my congregation, don't be prickly. Don't be easily offended. Don't be, don't be touchy. Don't come and say, well, what do you mean? Why why are you being mean to me? Nobody's being mean to you. We're trying to help you scripturally. And then the Lord said this to me. He's, I'm telling you, he got on me on this. That's why I'm getting on you on this. He said to me, and who said, he said that to me. It's a trick question, but I got it right because I'm an 88 percenter. It's a trick question. He said to me, who said you don't have, it's because of your unbelief. You don't have enough faith. Now, what's the answer? Jesus, you said it. That's the wrong answer. The answer is what I see my father do. John chapter 12, verse 50 The things I hear my father say, I say. The things I hear my father do, see, my father do, I do. So the right answer, and I knew he was tricking me because he's acting like the FAA. He's trying to trick me. But I know the Bible better than I know aviation. He said, who said it's because of your unbelief? And I said, the father said it. That's the right answer. He said, that's right, son. He said, because I only said what I heard my father say. So he said, my father told them. You don't have enough faith. And he said, and I was the mouthpiece of my father to say, you don't have enough faith. It's because of your unbelief, not just how you're using it. It's because of your unbelief. How you're using it is simply understanding to speak in command form. But they were speaking in command form and they were saying, come out. They were using their faith in the right way, but it didn't obey them because they didn't have enough faith. That's why he said, because of your unbelief, you don't have enough, boy. God, the father who doesn't hurt people's feelings. God doesn't hurt people's feelings and Jesus doesn't hurt people's feelings. And the Holy Spirit doesn't hurt people's feelings. The only reason your feelings get hurt is because of you. You're too sensitive. And if you're always arguing with people in your life, you're you're training yourself in a bad way. Stop arguing and start submitting yourself and start listening and start humbling yourself. Jesus said, God told, the father told me and I said, you don't have enough faith. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I've got to tell them the truth because without the truth, they're not going to make it. Are you with me? So God is saying, Craig, I'm not trying to hurt you, but you got to humble yourself because if I don't correct you, you're not going to make it. I'm telling you, you don't got enough faith. And your, your back goes up. You can feel the, your back goes up. What? You see, that's pride. 
No, I humble myself. If you say that, it don't care what I think or what I've convinced myself of. It's right. And you're not trying to hurt my feelings. You're trying to get me into victory. Those that God loves, he corrects. If God ain't correcting you, he don't love you. So stop singing, I love the Lord loves me. The Lord loves me. Because if he ain't correcting you, he don't love you. But let me give you a little hint. He is correcting you. You just don't listen. He loves us all, Taylor. And he is correcting us all. And if you don't feel ever corrected, it's because you've got plugged up ears, spiritual ears. You're not listening. Because I know God better than you. That's why I'm your pastor. Pastor Nancy knows God better than me. That's why she's my pastor. And I can tell you something. God is on my case a lot. Because of flesh, because of this, because of that. And he's trying to grow me up into a spiritual man in the image of Jesus that talks like Jesus, thinks like Jesus, acts like Jesus, has feelings like Jesus, forgives like Jesus, walks in love, walks in power, walks in miracles, walks in wealth like Jesus. But if I'm going to get there, I got to change the way I think. And I can't always be so insensitive. Oh God, you're hurting me. I'm not trying to hurt you, boy, and I wasn't trying to hurt them. My father said through me, you don't have enough faith. Now, if you want to argue with that, you'll never cast out devils. But if you want to humble yourself and change it, you'll cast out every devil that you face. So what do you want? Do you want to be right and and have no success? Or do you want to be humbled and change and have 100% success? I said, I want to change, Lord. And so he's helping me and like he's helping you. So I need some ushers. We had Mr. Maurizio go to Bulk Barn today at 10 a.m. While you were worshiping Jesus, Mr. Maurizio was in Bulk Barn buying mustard seeds because I couldn't find my stash. I have a stash, but I lost the stash. Do you see that? Do you see that? Are you holding one? Do you see how small that is? Do you see that? See, you'll never forget this sermon. Do you see that? What did Jesus say? Let me read it to you. Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, that's all my faith has to be. And you shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible. Now listen, hold on now before you get too excited. This depressed me. Because when I read that scripture and he said, because of your unbelief, If you have the faith this size, you can cast out that devil, Craig. And I said, my faith isn't that size? You see, that takes humility. Now, hold on. Don't don't get offended. My faith with certain things are greater than my faith in other things. My faith for the budget to be met is greater than my faith to cast out devils. Why? Why? Why, Reverend Greg? Why? Because I feed on the word more about finances. My faith for my physical healing is stronger. It's, it's, it's this big at least. Than my faith to cast out devils. Why? Because I'm constantly meditating that he took my sickness and bore my pain. So you can have great faith in one area and kind of lacking faith or little faith or growing faith in another area. So don't feel bad about it. But the Lord, he helped me. He rebuked me, Willie. He said, Craig, if you had that much faith, you would have cast that devil out, which means you don't even have that. I said, but Lord, I know I have faith. He said, but it's not that big. I said, what do I do? I already told you what to do. Believe more. Okay, it takes humility. So did Jesus say the amount of faith was important? Yes. But he also said that you don't need that much. Little faith or what we would say mustard seed faith can do great things. If you're not, if things aren't working, it means your faith isn't even that size in whatever it is that you're failing in. And the size matters to God and how you use it matters to God. For sake of time, I'm not going to read you the story, but you know Jesus in the boat. He's having a nap. My wife just read a stat, a stat that people that have naps live 10 to 20 years longer. I'm going to live till I'm 300 years old. Because <laughs> I don't care where I am. Even when I was at customs, I would go in the back room and take a nap in the, in the, in the lazy boy. 
I always take naps. It might only be 20 minutes, but it's a nap. I'll live forever. Anyway, Jesus is taking his power nap in the boat. These are hardened sailors that are used to weather and they are scared to death. So the waves are monster waves on that lake. It's more of a lake than a sea. They call it the sea, but it's really a lake. And when you get a shallow body of water like Lake Erie, for example, shallower than Lake Ontario, and you get a storm, the waves in Lake Erie are three times the size of the waves in Lake Ontario because it's shallower and that stuff just, and the underwater reefs, I mean, so Galilee is pretty shallow. Those waves were huge. Those hardened sailors are scared for their life. Jesus is having the power nap, right? I don't know how he must have slept through that because that's a lot of rocking and water. They wake him up. Well, you don't care. See, people that are in trouble always blame. Well, you you don't love us? Well, well, you you don't care about us? You can let us die? You see, people get in trouble. They blame the pastor. Well, you don't love me. You don't love me. Stop blaming everybody. Just look at yourself. Jesus, don't you love us? You're going to let us die? And Jesus, before he dealt with the problem, before, he said, where's your faith? What do you mean? This is not the time to talk about faith. We're about to die. Right, because your faith will save you from dying. Yes, it will. Where's your faith? Why do you doubt? Oh, listen, follow me. He says, shut up. That's what it is in the Greek. Be zippered, be muzzled. Peace, be still. And immediately there's a great calm. Then he turned, they're freaking out. They're wild. Even the weather listens up. And what is he trying to do? Listen to me, guys. I'm trying to help you. What he's saying to these disciples constantly. Did you notice Jesus? The Lord showed me this. I didn't see this. He said, did you notice I didn't tell them to meditate on my word? I said, so Randy Greer is wrong? <laughs> Kenneth Hagin's wrong? Joshua 1.8 is wrong? He listened to me. He said, I didn't tell them to meditate on my word because I am the word. Constantly, Jesus was talking to them. Everything he said was the word. Everything he said was bringing faith. He didn't have to tell them to meditate on the Torah because he is the word of life. And he's constantly building their faith. What he was saying, that's why he said, here, those that have ears, here, listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. What he's saying is, boys, I'm teaching you. Listen, because my words is the word and it will produce faith. Because what you don't know is tomorrow we're going to have a storm that's going to threaten to kill you. So listen, learn how I deal with things. Learn, listen, that brings the faith and watch how I handle it. That's how you use your faith. Listen and watch what I do. Listen and watch what I do. So then when he's sleeping, he's angry with them because he's saying, I already told you what to do, how to do it. And I already gave you my word. So you have faith, but you won't do it because you're looking at the natural. And you don't know how big you are inside because you're just looking at how big the waves are outside. And so he says, peace be still. He used faith and he commanded. Then he turned to them and said, I'm teaching you. You're not listening. Now today, Jesus isn't with us. So we don't have a human being present whose words are the word of life. So we can't just listen because he's not here anymore. So what is our way of doing it different to the disciples? We have to meditate, meditate on what he said and that is recorded in the word. We have to meditate on the word. That's like listening to Jesus. We have to watch how he handled things and we've got to do the same thing. So when you meditate, faith comes. Then when you act on that faith by speaking and commanding, that's how you use the faith and it will obey you. They couldn't just listen, Taylor. They had to know how to release the faith. But they couldn't just release words without having listened and got faith because then it's empty words that don't have any weight. So you understand? uh, God's telling me, you want to have more success? You got to have more faith. Don't get touchy, Craig, because I said your faith is tiny because in this area it is. Because if he had enough, that devil would have come out. But instead it just stood back. Devils know how much faith you have. Devils only respect people with faith. That's why the seven sons of Kiva, they beat them up because they know they had no faith. You can't just say in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches, the name of Jesus who Kenneth Hagin preaches, the name of Jesus who Randy Greer preaches. You've got to say the name of Jesus who I preach. I know God. I have faith. I know what I'm doing. You're going to obey me. I'm talking about demons, but it applies to any area of your life. You've got to get the word in you by meditation 
that's like hearing Jesus, so that your faith is greater and stronger. You need more faith. That's volume. That's amount. Are you listening? Then you've got to operate in the faith, the greater faith that you have. And how do you operate? You have to speak with authority and command and things will obey you. If you have the faith, but you won't speak, you're, you're, you're finished. And if you speak, but without having faith, they won't listen and you're finished. You've got to have both together. But don't let people lie to you and say, it's just how you use your faith. No, it's also how much you have. The father said it, not Craig Field. Jesus repeated what the father said. I'm repeating what Jesus said. But the father's telling you, if things aren't working, it's because you don't have enough faith. So don't let that hurt your feelings. What do you mean I don't have enough faith? No, don't let it hurt your feelings. Just accept it, acknowledge it, and make a decision that you're going to change it. And how do you change it? You start. <laughs> so I said, Lord, are you listening? I'm almost done. Are you still with me? Yes. I always go to 1215 anyway. Your gospel bird's not going to burn. Just stay with me. Amen. You're going to be done in a second. I said, Lord, I know now I, I know what to do. I've got to meditate. And I said, but are you, just meditating is enough to deal with that devil? He said, yep. Meditating will bring your faith up. You already know how to use your faith. You just don't have enough faith. You don't really, 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 really believe that when you say it's going to go. Until you're utterly convinced. It will hinder you. It will, it will stay. He said, just believe. So I said, Lord, what do I do? Listen, I'm trying to help you. Stay with me. Don't unhook. He's, he asked me, he said, was it impossible for Randy Greer to get out of prison? I said, yeah. He said, what did he do? He said, you know the story. You heard him say it. What did he do? Well, he walked around that prison yard. And he just started speaking those seven scriptures or whatever, how many scriptures, I think it was about seven. And he just started saying them out loud. And for hours and hours and hours and hours, he meditated and said it out loud. Let his ears hear it. Meditated and said it out loud. Meditated and said it out loud. Meditated and said it out loud. And then mixed that with praying in tongues. And then meditated and said it out loud. And mixed that with praying in tongues. And he did it for hours and hours and hours. What's happening? That word's getting from his head into his spirit and faith is starting to grow. And all of a sudden, now you've got the counselor. You don't have to worry, do, when do I know that I have enough faith? Because you've got the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you. Yeah. And at a one moment, God said to him, now. Don't do it until God says now. Because until he says now, you don't have enough faith at that moment. Until he says now. When after hours of doing that, walking the prison yard, then when it came up in his spirit, he knew that he knew that he knew it's done. Now listen, he's got faith, but he hasn't released his faith. Speaking the scripture is not releasing your faith. It's how you get faith. He has to command. So remember what he said? He said, I pointed at those gates and I said, hear me, oh ye gates. Now he's speaking from a place in the spirit and his place of faith. Because the Holy Ghost said, say it now. So God knows that he's got that faith. But he waited until it built. You will open unto me and I will walk through you as a free man. See, now he's released the faith that he got by meditating. And in two months and 27 days, the governor signed a paper, unconditional release, after telling him that he would never get out. Two months and 27 days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did he do from the day that he said it until the day that the door opened? I said, did you keep saying it? He goes, no, Dad Hagen told us not to keep saying it because if you tell it again, the devil knows you didn't mean it the first time. You don't say it until you know that you know that you know that you know. And don't you ever say it again in a command form. You don't need to because you know that you know when you said it. He said, all I did was I would walk the prison yard every day and say, I praise you, Father. I glorify you that your power is moving on my behalf. I said it and your power is moving and I'm not asking again. I'm thanking you. The power is moving for me and I will go through those gates. Yes, I will go through those gates. Amen. It takes longer to praise than it does to build your faith. But you need both, op the both things working simultaneously. Then he said, was it impossible for Brother Hagen and Pat's eye with the growth in her eye? I said, yes. And he said, notice, he didn't just say, I bind you, devil. I command you. What did he do? He realized he was tired physically. He realized he was worn out. He realized that his faith is not where it normally is. So what did he do? Every day, three days in the evenings, one hour he slept, one hour he meditated. One hour he slept, one hour he meditated. 
He did it for three nights. That's at least 12 hours of meditation, four per night. Until he felt the Holy Ghost say, now. I'm sure he didn't want to do it for three nights, but the Holy Ghost didn't say now until three nights. Because the Holy Ghost knows exactly where your faith needs to be. And when you don't have enough, he's not going to tell you to do something until you have enough. Oh, you notice what I'm trying to say? Slow down. Stop rushing. And after three nights, when the Lord said, now speak to it, he said, I commend you, get off her eye. And that growth withered and died on her daughter's eye, his daughter's eye. Hmm. So this works. But did you notice that Randy didn't say to the gates until the Lord said, say it, because he didn't have faith. If he had said it too early, it wouldn't have worked. A lot of you are commanding things and then praising and you wonder why the praise season never ends and why it never works. Because you didn't really believe when you first said it. Are you listening? So I said, Lord, this kid, I don't even know the family that like, they don't even come to my church, but this kid is struggling. I got to go over there. I've got to help them. In other words, rush. Don't let needs cause you to rush. Don't let your bills cause you to rush. Don't let pressure cause you to rush. I said, Lord, they need help. They need help. And the Lord answered me so sweetly. He said, don't worry. The devil will be there when you get there. (laughs) He said that to me. Don't worry, son. The devil ain't going nowhere. That devil that's got a hold of his mind that is standing off a little bit so he's not killing himself, he's not going anywhere. The fight's still there, son. You're not going to miss out on the fight. But don't go into the ring till you've trained. Don't go back. Until I tell you, (laughs) are you listening? So what am I doing right now in this season right now, currently right now? Because I still haven't gone back because I've been too busy getting 88%. (laughs) But he said, you take time and you meditate on scripture and you say it out loud and you walk around and you say it out loud and you get in the spirit and you get faith for casting out devils so deep inside of you. And when I tell you now, you go and cast that thing out and it will come out and it will obey you. And Dad Hagen was ministering to people in a line once and, the, and the, he, he commanded the thing to come out. It didn't come out. And he went on and Jesus appeared to him in the line and looked at that man that he had, that he had basically left and Dad Hagen knew the devil hadn't come out, but he stopped ministering to the man. And Jesus said, cast it out. Why did you cast it out? He said, I did. I'm telling you, this is in his book. He said, I did cast it out. Didn't listen. He said, I said it will come out. He said, Lord, I did. And it didn't come out. And Jesus said, I said it will come out. In a vision, open vision, Jesus appearing to him in a ministry line. And he, Dad Hagen's bold. I'm not that bold. He argued with him three times. He said, Lord, I tried to cast it out and it didn't listen to me. And Jesus yelled at him. See, you, oh, Jesus, so sweet. Jesus, you, you answer wrong too many times, he'll yell at you. Just like your papa would yell at you. He's, he's your spiritual daddy. And he said, I said it will come out. And he yelled at him. Dad Hagen said, oh, my God, I was scared me. And he went back to that man. What Jesus is saying is, when I say it will come out, it will come out. Now your job is to believe me and say it and it will come out. And he went back to that man and he said, I command you to come out. And that devil came out. Why? Didn't it work the first time? I'm trying to help you. Dad Hagen didn't believe. Now, why did all of a sudden he believe? Because Jesus appeared to him and spoke the word. Jesus's words are the same as the written scriptures. He is the word. And when he yelled at him and said, I said it will come out. Faith, because that is the word of God, came into Dad Hagen. Faith came into him by Jesus yelling at him. And he was able to believe now what he didn't believe 10 minutes earlier. And he went and cast the devil out of that man, that service. So, my brother and sister, if things aren't working for you, don't be discouraged. You can fix anything. Slow down. Get into the Word. Meditate on the Word. If it takes a week, do it a week. If it takes three days, if it takes three months, meditate, 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 meditate until you know that you know that you know that you know. And then when God says, now, speak, you got to release it. 
You can't just believe, you have to release it. Whether it's for finances, whether it's for this, whether it's for whatever it is, casting out a devil, your children, your marriage, it doesn't matter. Whether it's for new business clients. My business is going under, Pastor Greg. I need new clients. Believe. Well, can't you do it for me? No. I'm not doing it for you. You believe. You come to this church, stop being lazy. Believe. But I'm busy. Get off your stupid Facebook. Shut the TV down. Stop going to all your little hobby events all the time. And take some time. If you really want the answer, sacrifice your time. And get in the Word and meditate until it gets into you. And then the Holy Ghost will say, now. And then say it. And whatever it is will obey you. This is great. Notice he said, nothing shall be impossible to you. Why did he say that? Because he's saying, if you just believe, all things are possible. We say that phrase so lightly, but do you really know what that means? It means that yeah, it doesn't matter what you ever face for the rest of your life. If you just believe enough, you can have anything, everything will obey you, and nothing will be impossible. What about Jairus' daughter? Was that an impossible situation? She's dead. And what did Jesus say to Jairus? Do not be afraid. Only believe. All things are possible to them that believe. What's he saying to me? Craig, believe me. Slow down. Stop whining and stop being oversensitive that I'm hurting your feelings. And I'm telling you, you don't have enough faith. So humble yourself and say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Believe more. And that devil will come out. How do I do it? Take time. You're too busy. You're too busy. Everybody these days are too busy. We do everything else but the word. The word. Praying in the spirit and the word. Walk your prison yard until you know. And when God says, say it, boy, let it loose. Let it go. Speak that thing. And the power of God. And then just keep worshiping and praising God until it manifests. The reason why some of you don't get it is because you've commanded too soon. And now you're praising, but it's not really working because when you first commanded, you didn't really believe anyway. So you're kind of in no man's land. Don't command until you know. This is the confidence that we have in him, that we know that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we hear us, if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we've desired of him. First John 5, 14 and 15. In other words, there's a knowing. You've got to know. You meditate till you know. Say it. I meditate until I know. You'll have 100% success. Now, before I let you go, I'm putting on a quote by the great R. Roberts, and this blessed my socks off. Listen to what he said. In all my ministry through the years, when God finally showed me his plans, his time, it's been remarkable how faith would rise within me, and I would have this knowing. And if I could speak in Jesus' name to the devil and say, devil, take your hands off God's property, and it would be done. But until I could reach, this is the key phrase, until I could reach that knowing of faith in my heart, the devil could hinder. I said, devil, come out of that person, but I don't have a knowing of faith. That's why he's hindering and not leaving that boy. But when I get the knowing of faith, he has to come out. When I get the knowing of faith, when you get the knowing of faith, nothing shall be impossible to you. So leave here humble to say, I need more faith. I'm not going to be a secret sensitive pastor that says, oh, you great and you have enough and everything's wonderful. No, you don't have enough. You're not great. Not everything's wonderful. Because if you did, things would be working and they're not working. So let's just stop being hypocrites. Let's stop being religious. Let's stop being, oh, let's worry about their feelings. And why don't we just talk honestly like adults? It's not working and it's not God's fault. So whose fault is it? Mine. Now, the wrong answer is my wife. <laughs> the wrong answer is my yoga-possessed dog who's doing downward dog every day. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get him saved, and he won't listen. And I know all of your dogs are doing the same yoga pose. They're heathens is what they are, Jenny. Uh, it's not all of his fault, and it's not your wife's fault, and it's not the pastor's fault, and it's nobody's fault but yours. I'm not being mean to you. I'm trying to help you because Jesus said, disciples, this is not my fault. This is not the father's fault who has the lunatic son. This is your fault. And I say what I hear my father say. You don't believe enough. Grow your faith. Disciples, the storm didn't listen to you. It's no one's fault but yours because I've been teaching you, but you won't listen. 
What did they have to do? Meditate on Jesus' words. What do I have to do? Meditate on the word until I know. See that, Jenny? The knowing of faith. The knowing of faith. When you know, the devil can't hinder you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Put that mustard seed somewhere in your purse, ladies. You'll never find it again, I promise. (laughs) It will go down into the crevices and the cracks. In fact, go buy a whole handful and just dump it in your purse so that every time you pull out your phone, there's a mustard seed stuck to the side. Amen. Put them in your shoes. Put them everywhere. Put them everywhere. Look at them. All I need is that. This is not hard. All I need is that, which means I obviously don't even have that if this ain't working. But you know what? I'm going to get at least that. Heavenly Father, I bless you and I bless these precious people. And I thank you, Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you want us to prosper. You want us to have victory. You want devils to obey us. You want clients to come. You want businesses to flourish. You want bodies healed and marriages restored. You want our families made whole. And Father, we humble ourselves to receive the word of correction today from the Holy Ghost, that if it's not working, it's not your fault, it's our side. And we must get more faith and we must meditate more in your word. We must slow down and get to the place of the knowing of faith. And when we know and the spirit of God says, say it now, and we release that faith, it will always work and we will see a hundred percent breakthrough. Lord, I'm living it and I'm doing it and it takes time. Let us not rush. Let us take the time required. Let us not be so quick to command. Let us take, be more quick to meditate. And then when the Spirit says command, then we command. Then we praise. And then we see the breakthrough. I give you praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus.